We're beginning a new year, but we're also beginning a new series, so we'll get uh, rolling with what God might have for us in the year 2021, which is, uh, you know, we're looking for some things to be a little different than 2020, and we'll see how that goes, and one of the things that God does is directs us, helps us, uh, he wants to help us stay on the path with him. So, discover signs for everyday life. There, there is a, a sense in which every day God is revealing himself through the things around you and, and the things that you experience, the things that you see, the things that you are touching. God is revealing himself. There are signs that are available to you to help you uh, in understanding him and appreciating him and also finding his guidance as you go through all the things that are before you. And every period of time, every 24 hours, every seven days, he is revealing himself in a number of ways. And we're going to take some time and explore those signs, how to read them, how to find them, maybe how to unravel some as we go along the way. So that is our intention. Today we will begin with some just basics uh, to kind of get us ready for more details as we go along. So discover signs for everyday life, and God is showing you the way. And we want to find out where that's taking us, what that is. So you're familiar with the saying, red sky at night, sailor's delight. You know that one. Okay. Red sky at night, sailor's delight. Red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. So it's a, a way of knowing that each one of those uh, kind of warnings or, the, or those kind of signs that people just observe over a period of time and they come to the place where they go, oh, I see where that's going. That gives us some clue as to what the weather's going to be. And before they had Channel 6 weather, they had to go to observations and things that they had picked up over time. People would share stories, and they figured out how to handle the weather. And that, that helped them to read the signs. So in nature... You can look up and see something that's going on. You can see the red sky at night. You can see the, if you're in here in Oklahoma, then you know how to read wall clouds. You know when to watch for different formations in the, in the sky to tell you that tornadoes are coming, that scary things are on their way. And there is a part of that that, that is helpful, and you pick that up over over time. Now that you have... Uh, smartphones, they will send you a warning and tell you that the thing is in your vicinity. You don't have to learn about the clouds, but it's still helpful. Especially if one's coming down and touching the ground, that's indication that, you know, run. Red sky at night. So you've got that one. There, there's, there's many of those kind of things that we, we see and observe all the time, and we will see how God is using those to communicate to us. Signs are all around. 
And these are just found in nature. Jesus does this in Matthew 24. He's walking with his disciples, and they are making their way uh, through just normal neighborhoods headed back out of the town. And he says, now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. And he's using something they have observed. There is uh, the, the summer, fall, winter, spring cycle, and he's tying into a seasonal change and saying, here's something to learn about God's signs for you. And he's telling them that's how you know when spring is coming, when summer is coming. You can tell by the way the plants respond. And you can tell if you look in the sky, you can see where the stars are. Things are, are changing. And you can read those signs. In Matthew 24, he's also telling them, this is going to help you understand when I come back. This will help you understand the times. Here's a sign for you to observe, and you watch these signs, a collection of signs that are going to happen in the earth and around you, and they will indicate that I will return. And he is giving them a heads up. He hasn't, he hasn't died in Matthew 24, that's coming. He hasn't been on the cross, and he hasn't resurrected, but he's teaching them what they need to know because he's going to leave, he's going to be resurrected, he will ascend to the Father in heaven, and then he's talking about returning and that he will give them some clues. And here are some signs to watch for. Just like you watch these plants and you can so easily do that. You don't miss it when you come out of winter and you start seeing the leaves coming out. And you go, oh, yeah, summer's close. I can tell. Then he says, let me give you some signs and you'll be able to tell. It's time for me to come. And just like you can't miss the leaves when they start popping out, you won't miss this. And he's giving us some, some ideas to give us comfort, to give us a heads up. Those who don't believe in Jesus, don't believe in the scriptures, don't believe in God, don't trust God, they don't listen to him, they, they won't get this. I mean, he's printed it up. It's everywhere. Most sold book in the world is the Bible. All of that information is available. And do you know how many people actually read it and get the signs? That percentage is way down from the number of books that are sold, sadly. So he's made it available. He's put it into the sky, red sky at night. He's put it into the plants. They turn green and the leaves come out when summer is nigh. So we cut creation telling us a story and showing us signs we have the bible giving us information jesus himself saying here's some signs watch for the signs so there's signs that are around here the warning part because you know red sky morning you know take warning here you go signs can be deceiving uh, continuing in matthew 24 then if anyone tells you look here is the Messiah. Or, there he is. Don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Matthew 24, 23 through 24. 
He is giving us something we desperately need, and that is don't buy into every sign. So people ignore the signs often, whether they're in creation, they're seasonal, or they're in scripture, and they'll just move right past them, or they accept everything that comes along, and whatever people say, it, it can be on the internet, it can be in a church, it can be in a book, it can just be made up in their own heads, and they go, yeah, that's the sign, that's the one, it was printed in the paper, and the Lord said, don't, no, not every one of those is accurate. You've got to watch out because there are many who are deceiving and many who are trying to misdirect. And some of them are deceived themselves. Some are doing it purposefully, but there are others who are deceived by the enemy. The, the work of the demons coming and suggesting other things so that, so that the, the real truth isn't made known. It's available to be known, it's around, but many times people don't want to hear it, so they go their own way and they, they follow the false prophets, the false messiahs, and wind up in all kinds of trouble. We, we've had groups over the centuries who have gathered on hilltops dressed in white sheets, ready for Jesus to come back because somebody told them, this is when he's going to come, here's the date, I, I did the math. I, I looked in the book, uh, there's a comet, there's a meteor, there's a, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden people, oh yeah, that's got to be it. There were, uh, I think it was 1988, there was a book, 88 Reasons Christ Will Return in 1988. I don't know if you read that. It was, everybody read it? Okay. And then in 1989, 89 reasons Jesus will return in 1989. And you just go, dude, I think it's questionable already. We have all kinds of signs and people begin to interpret those signs and, and then try to put legs on them and make them walk. And they don't always fulfill the things that God has in mind. They don't come together to give us all the signs or the signs properly. So some of these books that are uh, put together to tell us about the, the return of Christ have to do with a, a um, uh, probably a decent intent or, or motive, wanting to serve Christ or to elevate him, but they get off and then they start filling in the blanks. And that's not the intentional people who are trying to deceive. These are just people trying to do what they think is right and then it gets... It can get sideways. So signs can be deceiving, and we have to watch out for that. Also, there's an angel of light, because ah, spiritual, spiritual uh, experiences can stir up all kinds of things. So this is from 2 Corinthians 11. These people are false prophets. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But I'm not surprised... Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So if you've seen the commercial for the dating app with Satan dating 2020, and there's, the, the, you know, he really hates to see the year come to an end because he's enjoying it so much. That commercial is funny. 
but there's 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 Satan dressed in red and the whole whole thing, so it's easy to pick out. That's not the way he shows up. He's going to show up as an angel of light. He is going to be the one that seems slick and suave, and boy, does he know his theology. He knows the scriptures. He's got this down. We need to listen to this guy. And if, if he's got the personality to gather a crowd, entertaining, wow, got a good radio voice, all those things, wow, there's nothing better. We've got to listen to this guy. Where does he get his info? Where does, that, where does that direction come from? Where is it that, uh, what motivates him? What's the heart? What's the relationship with God? And that's what that Paul is talking about here. Satan will disguise himself as an, as an angel of light. And these apostles are taking this on themselves. These aren't the apostles appointed by God. These are, are people who have decided they're going to be taking God's message their way, and they're going to go to people, and they're going to give them information, direction, counsel, guidance, biblical teaching, their way. And God said, I, I had nothing to do with that. But here they are, and they are... Um, they were around in the first century, and here we are in the year 2021, and they are still around. So we have to watch. We have to be aware that signs can be deceiving and that some of the, the people who are in leadership and directing certain things, even within the Christian group, uh, can be misled by Satan. And it looks like light. But it isn't. We've got to know the difference. Which is why Paul's giving us a head up, heads up. Jesus is giving us a heads up. God, since the beginning, has been saying, hey, you know what? You've got to watch out for those people. Watch out for those messages. Watch out for what's going on. So, in Jeremiah, back in the Old Testament, we have this, where God the Father is going, whoa, wait a minute. There's no message from God. And he, he says, the anger of the Lord will not diminish until it has finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you will understand all this very clearly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they run around claiming to speak for me. I have given them no message, yet they go on prophesying. I haven't sent them. I didn't give them a message. They just go. They're running around telling everybody. They sell books. It's on the New York Times bestseller list. It is making them a fortune. I didn't send them. Not my message. Not my people. Old Testament, New Testament. Christ is given a heads up before he even goes to the cross about it. And he comes, he comes back through with Paul and says, No, you've got to watch it, church. You've got to watch out for the people who are going to deceive, who are going to mislead, and take you in a direction you don't want to go. Does that mean God's not giving us signs? Not at all. He is every day. Do we know how to read them? Well, then we kind of go one way or the other. I toss it out. I don't trust any of them. I don't know which one's which, so I'm not going to listen to anything from anybody. Just me. Well, there's a safe bet. 
well, and then I'm going to accept it all. And the extremes are ridiculous on either end. I can't do that. God is revealing himself. He's giving us signs. He wants to communicate. And he is giving us a way to find out which things are real, which ones to listen to. And we need the signs. We are supposed to be keeping up with these. But from the Old Testament days, God's saying, man, I did not send them. And they were leading people into destruction. They were influencing the political uh, leaders so that they were making uh, alignments with nations who were opposed to God and, the, and what he was trying to accomplish. They, the false prophets were also giving information to the priests and the, the religious community. So now their walk with God and the things that they're accepting are totally off and not acceptable to God at all. And Jeremiah uh, speaks the truth, and what do they do with him? They just beat on him and throw him down a pit because they don't want to hear it. What do we do with the outlier? Not the liar, the outlier, the person who's outside saying, this is what God says, and he doesn't agree with this crowd over here. He's saying something different. Doesn't get on the New York's best time, uh, Times bestseller list. That guy, what do we do with him? We just ignore him. That's what we do. We read these books because they're popular. And if they're certified gold medallion, we read them because that's got to be the right story. Is it? Because God's saying in Jeremiah's time, it's Jeremiah saying the truth. Daniel's saying the truth. They're alive at the same time. Ezekiel's speaking the truth. What about these other people? That's the majority. That's the popular group. And those are the false prophets. And God's, I didn't send them. I did not send them. That is not my message. And people didn't want to hear the truth. So he's speaking. He's giving signs. He's working through nature. He's working through the movement of nations. He is speaking through his scripture. He's guiding through his people. There are signs. And they're around us every day. Mark chapter 13, watch. You too must keep watch. This is Jesus again talking to his people. For you don't know when the master of the household will return, in the evening, at midnight, before dawn, or at daybreak. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone, watch for him. Watch for him. Watch for him. Keep busy doing what you're supposed to be doing and watch for him. So what are you watching for? Signs. Signs he's coming back. Signs that uh, we're accomplishing what he wants. Any communication that there may be. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. So it's given us a clear indication that Signs are part of what he is doing in the world and what he wants to do with us. And the key here is to watch, but watch for what? Watch for uh, the things that are popular in popular books. Read the Jerusalem Times every day to keep up. Or does he have something else in mind? Is he giving us clear signs about what he wants of us 
every day. So whether at midnight or morning or noon or night, he is communicating so that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is what this is saying. Do what you're supposed to be doing. But watch. Watch for the master to return. That's what we're called to do. So we want to discover those signs. God is showing you the way. God's signs will guide you toward him and his path. God's signs will guide you toward him and his path. Let me give you uh, three things here. Be open to his guidance. Be open to his guidance. That tendency, well, I don't understand, it's too hard, I don't know what the signs mean, I don't want to get caught in this false prophet thing, so I'm going to do nothing. And not a good idea. Be open to his guidance. He will communicate, he is communicating, he will communicate to you if you're open. Learn to read his signs. Learn to read his signs. Not the ones you're in favor of. Not the ones your favorite author puts out there or your favorite guy on YouTube. His signs. Learn to read the ones God has and he is communicating to believers in general and to you specifically. Stay on the right path. Stay on the right path. This will help you stay on the right path. But if you purposefully take another trail and you get off that path and your journey is taking you in another direction then you've decided to turn your back on the things that God has for you and he wants to communicate here's the path how big is that path let's see trying to think back on scripture how big is that path very narrow (laughs) so it's not the wide path Even Christians like the wide path. They go, wow, look how easy that is. And I can do like all those those other people are doing. Well, that's not the one Jesus wants you on. And it's not the one that's going to be best for you. And deciding to go on that path means you lose out on this very clear uh, communication from God where he wants to say, here's a sign. Go this way. So you are invited to walk the path with him. Stay on the right path. Be open to his guidance. Learn to read his signs. Stay on the right path. All of those things help us to keep moving forward and find out more about who he is and and how he does this. And uh, so I've given you the warning that scripture gives from God the Father, God the Son. Holy Spirit is speaking to you now. And saying there are false prophets out there. There will be false messages and false signs. But that that does not mean give up on the signs. Because he is giving them. And he wants you on that narrow path. So that you can enjoy the best in life. So God is showing you the way. And we're going to discover those signs for everyday life. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for being faithful to us day after day after day. Ah, The sun rises and we are reminded once again of your faithfulness. New every morning. New every morning. Thank you for being with us now. For your great mercy. For your plan for us as your people as a whole with all those 
who know you, who call on your name, who believe in you, and for us as individuals, that purpose that you have for each of us, for good and not for evil, to have a future and a hope. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen.